fucking 14 with breakfast. Even shafted. Oh, 114 with breakfast. Not, not, not particularly shafted. No, this is one of the cheapest I could find. Um, that is fucking. But you know, like, you, you've got to shout out with this kind of money. You've got to shout out this kind of money if Drigenza is, is going to go. Oh, you can't stay here. It's too far. <laughs> it's too fucking far. Shafted. It would cost you 114 quid in train fare. Fuck it out. Um, good evening, by the way. Yeah, but I could have I could have done the podcast at your place. Yeah, true. But I've I've only been home for about twenty minutes anyway, so it would fucking wouldn't have been... <laughs> James's birthday tomorrow, so it's gonna be anyway, you know, we yeah, we um so yeah, Padre's in a hotel because he's he's flying off to take on his uh his his new what should we call it, um place in the world as Middle Eastern beauty queen. Yeah. But uh yeah, not sure yeah. how well it's going to go, but we'll no doubt we'll get plenty of accounts when he's out wandering around the desert in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. But um, in the meantime, though, um, we're there's a camel market opposite the school. Well, don't don't forget we talked about mail order camels last week, so I'm <laughs> neighbors will sign for it, it'd be fine. I can keep it in the garage. But um, but yeah, anyway, we're doing riffs this week, aren't we? Because we couldn't think of anything else to talk about, so let's go route one and talk about riffs. 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 So, yeah. Who knows what? Got no structure whatsoever, but it, <laughs> it, it's it's riffs. We're metal fans. We should be able to talk about riffs for fucking days. So, um, you know, look, where do we start? 68, 69, Sabbath, Zeppelin, you know, it had to start somewhere, didn't it? But, and, but where did it go from there? Obviously, you can't talk about riffs without talking about Tony Iommi. We, we get that, but did he have it all? Where where does Jimmy Page sit in all of this? Because well, Zeppelin mean, weren't traditionally a heavy metal band. I, I I think you can't really talk about it without maybe talking about things people like the Kinks. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say the same thing. That's so, true. The Kinks and also um, Steppenwolf. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, one song. And <laughs> to some extent, to some extent, even like people like Hendrix, like Purple Haze. That's the your your cheap hotel has shit Wi-Fi, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, this 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 might be um, this might not be a state of the art speed metal episode this week. It might be a little bit all over the place, but we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I think you're right. The Kinks, Hendrix. I'm not going to talk about the 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 B band from Liverpool because it's, it's it's not happening on this podcast. Well, I mean, there's. The... You, you got to look at sort of all those uh, those guitar bands in in the sixties, and you know identify what was different about things like "You Really Got Me." You know, it's just the way they approached that riff, and just it, it was it was a bit more aggressive. It was a bit more simplistic. It was it, it lacked the jingly jangly stuff that that other lot had, um, the weird psychedelic stuff. I mean. I mean, like I say, if you want to talk about that kind of stuff, I'd rather talk about the birds personally. But you know, I'll, but this right. is not kind of the place. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we're going down a, a dark. Yeah, lane. but it's was you really that... got me probably the first metallic riff. Then was it? Yeah, there's an argument for it. I mean, whatever metal's heritage in in various musical forms, and you can go back to like howling wolf screaming and stuff like that. If you're talking yeah. about the riff. I, well, I, I, I suppose that kind of riff, yes, but you can look at stuff like um, Dick Dale 
Um, yeah, that's true. Dick Dale. Uh, with, um, yep. Was it Surfing Bird or the other, the other thing that he did? No, that was um, Dick Dale was um, the, the Mizzaloo, wasn't it? Yeah. Instrumental, yeah. yeah. Um, again, it's not it's not really sort of metal-ish, but it's just, it's just the approach to something memorable and guitar-based and, and almost iconic. Um, and it's distortion as well, isn't it? That's, mm, that's another thing. It's, yeah. Like you said before all that, it was just jingly-jangly nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, 50s rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, lots of guitar work, hooks, but it's it's it doesn't have that sort of connection to a, a metal what is what is recognized to be a metal riff and yeah you can look at the dick dale stuff and, and the kink stuff and see where it started from there and of course we, we know that the psychedelic hard rock really kicked in in the late 60s and you know martial amps as well um yeah yeah that martial amp technology in the 60s and you did you couldn't you needed those things for the power as soon as that came along people are like yes but can you imagine though? Can you imagine being around at that time and and the, you you you're a fan of the Kinks and you're a fan of the Beach Boys and all that kind of stuff and and then you hear Black Sabbath for the first time? What that must have been like? Well, you know, well maybe, but obviously, I mean, bear in mind the reception to Black Sabbath to begin with wasn't that that great. No, definitely not. Of, in fact, you know, um, um, one one review of that first album said. It's like cream, but worse. Cream, but worse. That was it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So you know, you can again, you can listen. You can. I, I, I think that's wrong, but again, it sort of emphasises the fact that stuff like cream had some distinctive with um, "Sunshine of Your Love," for example. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, but I suppose yeah, if you if you wanted something like much more imposing, then obviously Sabbath coming along. That. I mean, we know it made an impact, don't we? So, but. Well, it made a little bit of an impact, I suppose. I mean, you know, they—I they, suppose they had their five minutes of fame. And what, what, was it was it instantaneous fame, or did it did it take? Was it did it need like paranoid or? It would or it would have been paranoid, it, wouldn't it? I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it, the difference between the debut album and Paranoid. They're at times they're completely different bands, almost aren't they? In terms of sound, you listen to Paranoid, the title track, and Black Sabbath, the title track. You know that they're. they're for that era, they're almost sort of polar opposites, I suppose. So, yeah, yeah, Paranoid would have been the one that that changed that. But it doesn't. And, and it's time. amusing because when you think of that simplicity, because that's kind of what you want from something, something distinctive and simple. You know, Paranoid was written in you know at a lunchtime, wasn't it? So yeah, they, yeah, they needed they needed <laughs> a, a title track. They needed to fill a gap, didn't they? And that's that's basically yeah. all that happens. But some of the greatest discoveries come out of mistakes. You had Iommi, but obviously you've got Richie Blackmore and you've got Jimmy Page. But you know, Zeppelin weren't a metal band, but you can't take away from the fact that some of Zeppelin's riffs were uh, just another precursor to heavy metal. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, they were called heavy metal back in the day before it really found its character, wasn't it? And yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Led Zeppelin, then you know the whole landscape change is completely different. So for that reason, but yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because you know I've talked about I've never been a Led Zeppelin fan, and I you know I prefer prefer number four because that's for me where the riffs are. Um, you know, one and two, you got a lot of gospel there and, and whatnot, and I know, I know you've got communication breakdown, for example, and of course, you know, a whole lot of love, but it's um, you know it's when you get to stuff like um, rock and roll, black dog. 
Um, when the levee breaks is another one that's you know that, that's got a, a, a that's, weird. That's, is that a riff though? Is it? It's, it's, it's a weird know, it's... one. It's a weird one when the levee breaks because it, it's, it's 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 so sort of slow and plodding. It, it's kind of hard to to nail it down what it what it actually is. But heartbreaker is a great riff. Heartbreaker I mean, is that, a great riff. that can't be looked. That can't be even looked. I mean, I I think actually, you know what? I think the best riff is immigrant song. Yeah, see, my just, Zeppelin Three is my favorite Zeppelin album. So I, it's yeah. fine. So I, I, I prefer Zeppelin's bluesier stuff anyway. So their heavier stuff isn't wasn't so enjoyable. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. That it's they had the the riffs, I suppose, in inverting commas, but not really in the same way. And, and Jimmy Page was a very loose type of player, wasn't he? Quite you know a bit all over the place with the way he played. So. It's, it's it's a different thing altogether, I suppose. More flamboyant, certainly more so than Sabbath. Yeah, but then you had Deep Purple as well. So obviously, the the kind of the, where it all starts in Smoke on the Water, you can't really deny what a great riff that is. But you 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 know, there's there's so many other riffs with Deep Purple. It's like you know, is it Lazy? This a uh, uh, Black Knight? Black Knight's a great uh, riff. Machine yeah. Head. Uh, Sweet Child of Time. Um, there's, 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 there's so many, you know, there's so much good stuff from them. So, yeah, I mean, and Rich, Richie Blackmore was one of those, one of the first guitar players to, like, really take centre stage and everything was about him. So, and, like, he was, like, a precursor to Van Halen, I think. I suppose way. that was the difference between him and Iommi. Iommi was never the, the one to, like, try yeah. and take the limelight, was he? He just did his thing. No. You know, no, he didn't. And, and it was always like Page and Plant were like a, were were a geo. Uh, they yeah. were, they weren't like trying to outdo each other. And, and Hendrix was his own thing. But uh, yeah, I think as in because like I mean, Deep Purple weren't just uh, they, they they John Lord on keyboards as well, which you know again gets over the fact that they had a keyboard player, which I why I've always loved. And he I don't, I don't think I, mean, I don't think Deep Purple really get. It, quite enough respect when you talk about the origins of heavy metal. We all we always talk about Sabbath, but Deep Purple do get left out of it quite a lot. It's not they're not an obvious choice. No, I, I, I think though that's because they, you know, their history is a bit different. Obviously, bear in mind they were a fairly straight up blues rock band for three albums, and a true, lot of people when they think when they think of Deep Purple, they they think of Hush, yeah, stuff like that. They don't yeah. think of the heaviest stuff, so it's kind of. It's a weird one, but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't help. It doesn't help when you've got Richie Blackmore running off to form Blackmore's Night, based on, on from based on the fact that he met Frank Sinatra at a party once, and Frank Sinatra didn't know who he was, <laughs> so he thought he had to go off and do something <laughs> different, and he formed some kind of like medieval, you know, almost as if like you know, if you're on the on the road to Canterbury, you'd like you'd find them playing at the side of the road. Uh, that's actually that's actually his reasoning for forming Blackmore's Night. He, that's verbatim from him. Um, it's on the I, channel. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's on the channel for top ten um, heavy metal bands, and he, he's there dressed up, and he's got like the the fucking top hat on that you would see on like Puritans almost wearing. And um, his wife is the singer in Blackmore's Night, and it's yeah, like mid right, yeah, yeah. Um But then, you, but then. In response to that, you've got you at one point you had two separate incarnations of Deep Purple touring. 
I just think it looked it, a lot of people looked at them as being farcical. If Richie Blackmore had stayed in Deep Purple, if they had kept Ian Gillian, I'm not saying that. Um, uh, who did that? Who replaced Gillian? Was it Dio? No, covered. No, Coverdale came Coverdale. in. So Gillian, Coverdale, yeah. Yeah. Coverdale was just as good. Um, but this is the point. But is, they, is they, they were they became a different band with Coverdale. Yeah. If what I'm saying is, if Blackmore had stayed in them and they'd been and they were still touring up into the 90s or whatever, then they probably would have gone into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a lot earlier because that was also farcical. The fact that yeah. they were kept that. Because I know if you look at if you if you if you look at interviews with people like Eddie Van Halen and Yngwie Malmsteen, Malmsteen especially, he's, he's always raving about how much he loved Richie Blackmore. You can kind so, of tell that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Deep Purple get overlooked. For the, you know, for the solos as well, so. So what about Van Halen then? Well, obviously, Before we get to Van Halen, do we, need, do we need to discuss the Scorpions? Later on, maybe, but they, they're yeah. never really, were they really a riff band, Scorpions? I don't think they were, were they? Nah. So a few moments, I, maybe, but I do. I do want to mention actually, while we're talking about the classic Brit bands, I don't think enough respect goes to to Mick Box of Uriah Heap, because if you That's think of point. those, yeah. you think of those opening riffs to Gypsy and Bird yeah. of Prey. Yeah, come on. Yeah, completely, completely. So yeah, the, the, these are the bands that get ignored, and it's it's the same with with things like New Wave of British Heavy Metal, isn't it? We all talk about Maiden and whatnot, but there's always your diamond heads and your angel witches that were always there in the background that just didn't get the same kind of breaks almost. So it's, it's similar, but talking about Van Halen, they came along and, and did something different, didn't they? They were a stadium rock band before they became a stadium rock band. So it was all about the showmanship. And then that gives you Eddie Van Halen and everything. That <laughs> I mean, with him. It's just the, When it comes to rest of Van Halen, there's just one word, Panama. Yeah. You but, and your fucking Panama. That is the riff. From that band, as far as I'm concerned, that is a it's an, it an awesome riff. That is the kind of riff that people will pick up a tennis racket to pretend to egg it on, <laughs> yeah. and, and and that that's a good metric. So like, is a riff good enough that someone wants to pretend to play it? You know, just as much as it is a solo. So Panama is definitely another one. Hot for Teacher. That's more about the kind of song and the solo, but they've got also obviously. I mean, I don't think Running with the Devil is not. It's more well, of a baseline. It's the it's the baseline, isn't it? But ain't yeah. talking about love is a great riff as well. And yeah, it's, yeah. That's, that is, in yeah. the seventies, that was completely out there. Yeah, and it's interesting because you think about when you especially when you listen to that first album, maybe not maybe not the you know the eighties stuff, but that first album. I think that that's fifties rock and roll dragged kicking and screaming, you know, through modern tech at the time and sped up and you know that. There's not a great deal of 60s or 70s influence there. For me, that is proper 50s Americana. That's an interesting point. I never thought about that. I know you can't cover, but there's a lot of boogie there. There's a lot of swing. Yeah, but, the, yeah, and, but it's not just because of the influences, though, in terms of musicality. Where did Van Halen come from? They're from, they're from sunny, warm economically prosperous california they're not from they're not from birmingham the industrialized wasteland that it is in the 70s in the 70s so again it goes back to the whole where does the music come from and does that influence it of course it does so the, the van halen were more kind of like more upbeat partying optimistic rather than let's sing about the end of the world which is what basically sabbath and priest and a lot of the others other bands yeah. were doing 
if you're going to if you're going to talk about Van Halen, you 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 can't do that. I think without talking about Van Halen's right, you know, one of his rivals at the time, which was Randy Rhodes, because obviously this was when he was in Quiet Riot, yeah, you know, like in the late '70s. And if you you know you think about those riffs that Ozzy took, you know, they were very different to Sabbath. Um, and they there was a dirty sort of vibe to it, very different to Eddie Van Halen. Not exactly sunshine, but not exactly the dark, gloomy sort of rhythms, rhythms uh, based stuff that Britain had. Do we do we think about the eighties and riffs as much as we do the seventies though? Because yeah, other than the likes of Randy Rhodes and then Thrash, we'll get to Thrash in a minute. But like you, because because you had obviously you had the Slee stuff, the Cock Rock. Knew every British heavy metal wasn't necessarily that riffy as such. You're right. Randy Rhodes was probably the standout in the 80s before you get to thrash metal, before things get heavier. What else? What else signifies riffs? In I the mean, 80s? like some of the glam bands like produced a riff here and there, but nothing that you know. That's what I mean. Here and there, just the odd moment. There's nothing. Yeah, that... I mean, I mean, I was listening to um, my Spotify the other day and kickstart my heart by Motley Crue came on. And I was almost sick on the pavement because that that is <laughs> that 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 band is a disgrace and that song is fucking awful. Um I don't mind yeah, Kickstarter. Uh, with the exception with the exception of um maybe the riff from Girls, Girls, Girls and Doctor Feelgood, that's it. From from if you ask me from Motley Crew. I don't think Poison ever wrote a riff, let alone a song. <laughs> you know, it's worth well, Poison weren't a rock band, were they? They were they, they were a bubblegum pop band that used yeah, to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like Rat, Rat, Hanoi Rocks, and all those bands. No, nah, not really. I mean, even it's going to sound a bit harsh, but Def Leppard. No, really, not, not, with not the really. Riffs. This is what this uh, is what I mean about the eighties. The eighties wasn't really about riffs until thrash metal came along. Maiden had a few, but it's not really. I don't know. Maybe the word is lick rather than riff with Maiden because a lot. It's not like it was sort of chugging riffs like Sabbath were or the early days of Priest or whatever. It's just it was yeah. a, it was a, it was a different vibe. I, I don't know. I think if you if you look at for example Power Slave or Hallowed Be Thy Name or Number of the Beast, no, those are riffs. Those, yeah, riffs. Those yeah, are... yeah. I'm not saying there's not riffs, but it's it's not it's not all about the riff, is it? I mean, you got. I mean, Twisted Sister had. I um, I want to rock. Yeah, that's that's got to go in the mix. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. It's a fair point. It will go on the playlist. It's, this is going to be. I tell you, what, I've already started the playlist for this week. Playlist, it's yeah, fucking yeah, legendary. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be it's fucking incredible. Um, but all right, so thrash comes along then. Uh, that changes everything. For the guitar player, doesn't it? You, you got a lot of you got obviously twin guitar players, but. You've got the crunch then. The crunch comes in that you didn't necessarily get with Cock Rock and New Every British Heavy Metal. I mean, it all so got we, more aggressive. Yeah, and we, we so we just have a very quick, you know, if we're going to allude to the 70s, then we have to drop, you know, Priest in there. The Priest has to be yeah, mentioned. Of course you do. Priest, yeah. pre, uh, priest are a riff band. Of course they fucking are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thrash stuff. This is, this is the thing. It's like there, there's, there's almost there's too many. Yeah, when you're talking when you're talking riffs, yeah, you could talk about thrash riffs for hours on end. You know, you only have I mean, to do the first four Metallica albums, and you've got more riffs than you than you need. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just think for me, it's that the, some of the standout ones. I mean, if you just take the big four, 
some of the standout riffs, like the earlier stuff, it that the the intro to hit the lights, um, yeah. the the middle riff of Four Horsemen, yeah, um, before the solo, not the main riff, um, Phantom Lord, Metal Militia, seeking to and and then seeking destroy, but not again, not the main riff, the riff right at the very end, yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, reek. Yeah. Reeks of Mustang. Yeah. Um there's that. And then and then obviously then you've got Megadeth and the the first album. Um first album I would say isn't necessarily as packed with riffs as say Kill 'em all is. Um but you you know the riff from uh, Killing is my business is good. Well it's well it's really good. But for me, like I was listening to um P Cells and So Far So Good. The, the the riffs on that album, especially P cells conjuring, the the end riff for wake up there, yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The I the think... middle riff from the conjuring is one of my all time favorite riffs. It's just that it's so precise and 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 crunchy yet kind of very clear. And what I like about I was thinking about this. One of the things I've always liked about thrash metal, especially a band like Megadeth. So if you look at a band like the a lot a song like The Conjuring, you've got the intro, you've got the solo, and then you've got the fast picking, galloping part of the song, and then you've got the little middle interlude, and then you've got that the riff that I'm talking about, and then it basically cuts the song in half because the set that second main riff sets up the second half of the song, and then that's the basis of the second half of the song, and that's something I think Megadeth have always done very very well. They've always like they do it on Holy Wars. There's that middle riff, and it and it's a set, and it's the second part of the song. They do it on the first album too. Metallica are good at it as well, and Slayer and uh, Anthrax. They 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 all I think they all influenced each other there to some extent. Um, Exodus weren't bad at it either. I think um, Anthrax were probably the riffiest of the lot when you when you're talking just straight up riffs because they're that that sort of punky crossover element as well. Yeah, but it was, it was a different approach, wasn't it? You know, they they always. Their riffs weren't, you know, you 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 hear you have a great band and you can think, you know, that that's the opening riff to that band. Everything Anthrax did was all very much underpinning. Yeah, constant. It was it was you know it's riffy. I mean, yeah, you got your stuff like Medusa, um, Madhouse, or I Am the Law, but yeah, it, it's it's always. I found it more subtle. I think their riff riff approach. Yeah, it was all it, like like the way Megadeth form a song around several different riffs. Anthrax was around like one continuous riff, one and all the other dynamics that are going on around it. Um, yeah, that that's that's the the punk and hardcore side of of Anthrax. I think the way they structured their songs. But I think as far as thrash goes, I think Anthrax have probably got some of the most memorable in terms of riffs because they just. I say it's just they just had that that hook that some of the other thrash bands never really had, you know. Testament as well, another one that certainly on practice what you preach. That I mean, that riff in itself is one of my all time favorite riffs. Electric Crown is a fantastic. Electric Crown is a great riff as well. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you um, yeah. Into the in, uh, over the wall is another yeah. good one. Into the pit, that's another good one. Uh, the new uh, the new order. You've got the intro solo, and then you've got the actual riff after it, which is really cool. Um, I think as well, Disciples of a Watch as well. Another yeah, great riff. That chorus, chorus riff. I think. 
but like, I was listening to um, like on the train coming up today. So I was like, I, I I had a quick listen to bits and bobs of uh, Justice Four, and again, fuck fuck me, how many riffs are there on that? So many riffs. Short, shortest shortest straw, Harvester of Sorrow. Yeah, you know, like um, the the end the the basically the, the second half of one, but even even the title track. I mean, Justice Four, and then you've just got the absolute beast, which is blackened. I mean, it's like, but then, but but then, as I was listening to that, obviously Spotify queues up stuff without you really asking you sometimes. And then, like the the band, I think that in the second half of the eighties, when you talk fast, they just produced almost too many riffs. It's fucking Sepultura. Like, yeah. So, Arise came on, and it was uh, Dead Dead Embryonic Cells, and I'm just like. That that again, the middle riff in that song after the solo when it slows down, and then you've got the two guitars. That oh, is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, you've also Thanks. got Siege, Desperate Cry, Arise. Um, they even just had a riff as their intro. Do you have you know the intro <coughs> yeah, before? Yeah. That's just a riff. Um and that's that's not even talking about Beneath the Remains or Chaos AD. Which again is, is another two albums just just packed with packed with riffs. Um, I, think and, we, I um, think we should sort of talk about the groovy stuff sort of after we get to Pantera, but but yeah, so I think there's a distinct difference. Yeah, we'll 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 come we'll come to Pantera, but like Padre, you're a massive Metallica fan, but can you actually nail down a favourite Metallica riff? Is that possible? Yes, it's tricky. You know, See, this uh, is it, isn't it? All it is. Those, all it, those songs, all those great songs. But there's just there's so many yeah. to choose from. I, just, I, I, I could. Be, I, I don't think I. I don't think I could. It, I mean, one contender, and I'd have to think about this. But one contender would be the just and it and it's and it's one of the most simple ones as well. But it just works so well. It's the it's the riff that goes under the solo in Ride the Lightning. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you mean. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's just simple. It, it, it but it's so fucking effective. Um. The the one I mentioned earlier, the Four Horsemen riff, uh, yeah. that as well. Megadeth's a bit easy for me. It, it's the Conjuring, but it's it's very very closely followed by a lot of the stuff off the P Cells album. So the the P Cells riff, Devil's Island, Good Morning Black Friday, the bat the riff from Bad Omen, and then so far so good. Again, it's got loads of riffs in, in my darkest hour, Hook in Mouth, um, Rust in Peace is jam packed with riffs. Especially like Lucretia and Tornado of Souls, and then it gets even riffier, really, to some extent. When you start looking at Countdown to Extinction and Euthanasia, Euthanasia is in, full of riffs. Yeah, rather than playing four or five riffs in a song, you've got like one riff, Symphony of Destruction. Duh, yeah. duh, duh. It's fantastic. Um, and then Ashes in Your Mouth—that's another one of my favorite ones. I mean, I I think as well, like, like I mean, I was I was thinking of like Slayer as well. And, and there's the obvious candidates, but some of the the, the lesser known ones or the, the less talked about skeletons in society from uh, seasons in the abyss, yeah, yeah. blood red, spirit in black. Um, what's the other one? Uh, Die by the sword. It's got an amazing riff in the middle of it, um, and that's one of their earliest songs. Jesus saves is a fantastic one. Um, I, I even quite liked um, stain of mind from the Diablos in Musica album. I thought that was quite a good riff as well. Yeah, that was probably uh, the only moment on that album that was worth mm. worth a dollar. Really, everything else, and it was pretty much. I mean, I think I think if if around around the kind of time we're talking about now, it would probably make sense because 
again, it's another genre that's just spat out loads of riffs. It's, it's, you've got to talk about grunge, and specifically you have to talk about Soundgarden and Alice, Alice in Chains. How many riffs are there on that first Alice in Chains album? Well, starting very both of the, both of those two bands were closer to Black Sabbath than they were grunge anyway. So yeah, you well, know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, grunge was a movement by a different style. So you know, yeah, genre. You know, they were metal bands. They did their thing. Yeah, it's just because it's the Seattle link that drags them into grunge. So yeah, you know, Bad Motorfinger is a metal album. Facelift is a metal album. Dirt is a metal album. You know, this. It's just groove. It's Sabbath in there. There's the full fucking works. They they got everything. So, you know, grunge. Yeah, musically, it's it's hard to nail down. You're right. It's a movement. Riffs. Fuck me. You could talk about Teen Spirit for Christ's sake. If you're talking grunge riffs, you want to go really root one. You can't. Yeah. Really it, but yeah, outside of that, Pearl Jam weren't really a riff band. So. Yes, you know, but- they're a classic rock band. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Guitar licks, definitely, but you know, not not riffs. But thrash, you like you say, you just you just mentioned Pantera. Thrash goes into the nineties. Thrash kind of dies off a little bit, and everything goes more groove based. Pantera, of, the obvious choice. If, we, if we're going to talk about thrash, but like newer newer material, no, not 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 the big four, but one of my absolute old time favorite riffs from a thrash metal band and i put this up against anything that the big four have done is um killer from the deep by evo that it's is a great riff in absolutely phenomenal yeah. riff yeah that are you talking I'm, about the breakdown riff in the middle yeah yeah after it yeah but you've got yeah. the drums you've got the drum fill and then yeah. it's yeah it's a bass line and it slows down yeah. and then you've got the riff and i mean it's it's so fucking metallica it's ridiculous but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you know what? I, I, I haven't heard that song for fucking ages. It's going on the playlist, hundred percent. Um, and then the the other one on that. In fact, that Evil album, it's, it's just chopped with riffs. It is to be fair, yeah. Um, because you've got Hail Caesar is another one. Great, great riff on that. And I can't remember the name the other because I've got the album. You, you remember you got the album for me for Christmas, isn't it? Um, that yeah. album, that album is seventeen years old. Fucking hell. Yeah. Which in itself is is fucking mental. But I tell you what, we'll we'll come back to the to the later thrash stuff in a bit because you've got crossover and everything as well at the moment, which is you just got riffs coming from everywhere. Um let's talk about the nineties and Pantera and Machine Ed and, and all those kind of bands. The the, the riff <laughs> carried on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe not all of them, but look, Pantera riffs were probably stronger than the songs at times. Yeah. No, that may be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but is that, is that a product though, of the fact that you've got, I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from him musically, but is it, is that, is that, do you think that's more indicative of the fact that they had a one, they were a one guitar band? Single guitar than band. Yeah, guitar it had band. to be, didn't it? it? had to be. Yeah. Yeah. But but then again, what what a riff! Like what what a collection of riffs from Dimebag. I mean, where do you start? I mean, my my favorite, my favorite Dimebag riff, five minutes alone, probably. Yeah, I I, I I've I've always liked um, the riff from a uh, regular people. 
Yeah, I get what. Yeah, I see where you're coming with that. I mean, you could argue um, with the obvious ones. You can go with I'm broken and things like that. But walk always walk always frustrated me because it just it, it seems like it should be the ultimate headbanger song, the ultimate mosh song. But it's just such an awkward time that it never really. <laughs> you ever tried to circle pit to walk? It just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I mean, you've got domination is a good riff. Cowboy, I mean, obviously, Cowboys from Hell. You know the the live version of Cowboys from Hell on One Hundred One Proof. There's that there's that extra little riff that he drops in in the middle of it. It's like a bluesy kind of fever. riff. Yeah, it's Cat Scratch Fever. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah. it kind of it, it it works. It works so well in the context of the song. You don't even fucking notice what it really is. And yeah, I think I think the less bluesy stuff needs uh, needs praise as well. I mean, I think you know that. The opening riff to, to start with of domination, I love that. Yeah, but also the again the start of Psycho Holiday. People not forget that, but it just pushes on, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you remember the opening riff to Revolution is my name off of Reinventing the Steel? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a damn good riff. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 fucking thing, wasn't it? I need to reappraise that album at some point. I'll get there on the journey, but. Um, yeah, I know. I know we all sort of thought it wasn't as good as what came before, but I reckon. I reckon the re-listen might hold that up better. But then you've you know got... what? It's probably a better album than the previous album. I... Oh, I'm, I'm not. I, I I'm not a big fan of the Great Southern Tranquil. No, I love. I love Tranquil. Love it. Not a big fan of it. Maybe that's no. That's, no I'm not either. I'm not that's either. um. That's that's an argument for a different episode. I think. Mm. I know people, and it's their favorite favorite Pantera album. So, um... yeah, I thought it was a real yeah. dip. A real dip, but see, for me, they are three albums, and it's it's not well the first three, the first three that we know of as that pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but we we can't ignore we can't ignore Machine Head if we're going to talk riffs in the nineties. No, no, you can't. You just can't. You can't. And the obvious one is Davidian. You know, the closing minute or so of that. That's 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 gold. 90s riffs for me as much as I'm not the biggest Machine Head fan that is a bit of a classic album and that is a classic riff yeah yeah and I think at the, I think at the time it wasn't all that it wasn't really a the, the normie that's just you know the song almost comes to an end and then bang a riff hits you didn't really have that kind of thing then it, it became a bit of a hardcore thing a, a big kind of breakdown on the end of a song but I think a lot of that came from that that one song came from Davidian. I, I do like how that the sort of I suppose the chief riff in a thousand lies comes after this really slow gradual build up. Yeah, that's it's a weird Before song because it, it kind of gets gets quicker, doesn't it? Then slows down yeah. again, and then gets quicker, and then yeah, you're right. The riff kicks in. Actually, that's you know what I've completely forgotten about. That's a great riff. Yeah, fucking great riff. Get up, get up. <laughs> That'll, uh... All right, Rob. All right. Maybe the stuff like "Take My Scars" on the more things change. That's you a know, heavy fucking big old, album, big old fucking yeah. album. And then you know, you know, and then it all went wrong. Bad, yeah. You know, whatever happened to them? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you, you you had you had some hardcore stuff in the nineties. You know, you had you bands like Life of Agony, for instance. River Runs Red is full of riffs. Um, one song, The Stain Remains, there's a riff on the end of that, which is 
again, it's up there with one of my all-time favourites. It's it's typical life of agony, but it, it just builds up, comes down to this baseline, and then the riff kicks in at the end, similar to Davidian. It's a great, great riff. But yeah, after that, the late nineties, we're not really going to remember riffs and new metal, are we? Has anybody got? Can you can you really offer anything? I mean, we've got to mention Helmet. Fuck yeah, we have got to mention we Helmet. Cannot, of course, we fucking do. Cannot ignore Unsung, for example. No, very least, fucking can't. Of course, you got well, the whole meantime album's got. It's just got. Yeah, it's everywhere. You know, and, and you know what? I think while we're here on the sort of groovy, slightly industrial thing, I'm going to mention White Zombie. I'm not going to mention mm. the other lot because whatever. But I will mention White Zombie. Um, I'm. I, I mean, I. You know, I'm not a fan of Lassic, La, the Lassic, Lassex or Sisto album. It, it's. I've, I've never rated it. You got a couple of bangers on there, obviously. Thunder Kiss 65, um, for example. But, I mean, Astro Creep, you know, that after the build-up, the industrial build-up and how Electric Head Part 1 kicks in, um, the Part 2 Electric Head um, riff as well, Supercharger Heaven, more human than human. I mean, Christ Almighty, I mean, that shit's riff for 50 minutes. <laughs> Again, yeah. I think I think White Zombie are a band that, that don't get the respect they deserve in terms of an influence on things that came after. I mean, obviously Rob Zombie's still going and doing his thing, but yeah, that white zombie are massive, I think. As far as nineties alternative culture goes. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> I mean, can you, know? you can you think of a song, a metal song that's probably you know, that can actually go down well at a wedding reception than Dracula? <laughs> I love I fucking love Rob Zombie solo stuff. Absolutely love it. I think he's great. He is a true defender of the metal faith, that man. He's the yeah. exactly the type of person that we need in our corner as metal fans. Him, D. Snyder, they're probably the two biggest, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I was going to say, I mean, I, 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 again, talking around like the mid 90s and stuff, um, there's, 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 there's quite a few good riffs coming out of the uh, of Offspring around that time. Fucking hell! Like, I mean, because like, I've been thinking about, like, you know, what, 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 what's the best way to say that? You know, oh, I think I think something's a great riff, and it's basically if I go back ten seconds and listen to it again, you know, or that's fair. I think, um, like, uh, smash. You've got genocide on there, which is a decent riff, but the one I always really like is, um, it's again, it's in the middle of of the the song. It's uh, it's been a long time. And it's the um, and I think it's because it goes well with the vocal track, the vocal line as well. But I mean, again, I think like Offspring had some decent, you know, riffs in there, as and and you know, as did Green Day and uh, some yeah. of the uh... yeah. Green Day definitely. You know, you know what yeah, well, that opening riff when that. I come around. Yeah, that's a great riff. That is, yeah, yeah. big yeah. riff. I, I I do love that riff. It's a great song, great riff. Um, but look, let's let's. Let's, let's gloss over the, the tail end of the 90s then. Well, actually, you know what? We probably, we've got to talk about Sweden a little bit, haven't we? Okay, <laughs> so I, you know, I, I in, in in preparation for today, I thought, you know, I'll go away and listen to the Jester race. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need an excuse. Just, just, just packed. Packed, packed with riffs that, that album. Like Wayfarer, the, you know, Jester's Dance, uh, 
one of my favorite ones is December Flower. Um, but then I again, know, I you... fucking love December Flower. Yeah, uh, and then you go on to like a uh, horror. You know they, you and... know they played that a couple of weeks ago, December Flower. As fucking I, I... what this band have become, and they fucking banged out December Flower a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I know. I mean, the, the, yeah, I would have also have seen that. But the thing for uh, like, I mean, and then you look at like, um, obviously, um, Bullet Ride, and Food for the Gods, and the Hive, and uh, just so many. Uh, and again, uh, slaughter uh, at the gate, slaughter of the soul. That was that's a fantastic yeah, riff. one. The horn is um, always great for riffs. They were a very riffy band. Yeah. Um, and what was the next story? Yeah, it's another one. Jotun is another one. It's got a great intro yeah. riff. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so, and just to just to digress slightly, I, I have to you know represent death. Leprosy, of that's course, one of my all-time favorite riffs. Yeah, of course. Uh, pull the plug, as well. We got to talk. I think if we're going to talk about Sweden as well, we got to talk about Entombed. But yeah. in, in particular, in particular, to ride, shoot straight, and speak the truth. That's got. That's a proper fucking riffy album. Again, it's the first sort of Entombed that I heard. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lights out. Cry, come on. Like, yeah, the the, the, the riff that lights out is pure. It's it's just filth. Absolute fucking filth. I mean, like this with the devil. That's just rock and roll dragged through hell. Yeah. Um, wrapped up in barbed yeah. wire, dragged through hell. As the shit kicked out of it, it's just fucking pure fucking evil. Damn, love it. Yeah. Damn deal done. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, actually, we're talking about 90s. I've got to mention Cathedral, Hopkins Witchfinder General. Already on the playlist, Cathedral. Although, although I've actually got Cosmic Funeral on the playlist at the minute, not Witchfinder General. So, well, you need to remedy that. Maybe I won't. Well, then you suck. (laughs) Cosmic, the reason I put Cosmic Funeral on there is it's a bonkers song anyway, but it just goes through this weird kind of interlude in the middle. Where Lee Dorian just screams out "Sonic motherfucker," and then it just goes into this really kind of Hawkwindy, spaced out fucking riff, and I've always loved that. It's my favorite Cathedral song by a country mile, and it had to go on there. It, 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 it's not a particularly well-known Cathedral song. I don't think it was on an EP, but it's just it's it's a banger. It is a banger. But I'm, yeah, I'm with you on which one in general. Obviously, it's a great song. It's a classic. And I will I will add it to the playlist without a doubt because do we mention do we mention Monster Magnet? Fucking right, oh, they're on the list, yeah. mate. Tractor, of course. <laughs> you know what a song, what a riff, what an album. One of my all time favorites. Power for Trick. the oh, for the for the for the newer stuff. You know, metalcore metalcore was quite well. Kill Switch Engage, particular live or just breathing, man. So Trivium, Trivium, yeah. Can't remember the name of the song that I was listening to on the train, and I can't check it because I'm on my phone doing this podcast. So just give me a sec while I find the name for it. Fucking hell, um, yeah. the, the, the early 2000s, oh. you can't ignore of it, it because metal became metal again. You know, new metal had died off, and everything started to become more aggressive again. The riffs came back. You know, um, it did. Like I said, yeah. You got Kill Switch Engage, you're an obvious one. 
stamping ground british representation in this oh christ officer down Jesus. officer god. down is a killer riff the um the, the breakdown sick. riff on pain is weakness after the little bass breakdown and then it goes into the riff pain is weakness simple <laughs> stuff but yeah fuck okay me. strife by trivium and also in due time by kill switch engage those two yeah this is what i mean the the riff came back in the early 90s yeah. um, and also as well the one I, another one i listened to today hearts on fire by hammerfall oh yes oh i'd forgotten about that the um, song that was used by um by the swedish um olympic curling team yeah yeah um uh, uh, the, the the couple that i because i mean i was on the train for five hours so i just listened to music so i don't really get the chance to do anymore um deceiver of the gods by amon amath that was another good one nemesis arch enemy king for a day by primal fear i thought was pretty good they're talking to primal fear primal fear i've got a lot of riffs there's one in particular um it's on on the Devil's Ground album, the song Sacred Illusion. About two and a half minutes in, there's a massive riff that kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's it's I listened to it again this week for the first time in ages. I forgot how much I loved it. That was that came out of the year we saw them at Bloodstock in 2004. So yeah, very if memorable. Gonna, if we're gonna mention random riffs from from all of that sort of lot, the one that always sort of gets me, just I mean just the groove of it. Is six pounder by Children of Bodom. Oh yes. Well, Bodom, 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 fucking riffs. Just the way it collides with the keyboards. It's just, I oh, love it. I love that opener. They did that so well, though. You know that that juxtaposition of riff and keyboard is. Yeah. Um, Angels don't kill off of Hate Crew Death Roll is another one. Just that sort of. Oh, that's, no, that's the next album. That's they, the, yeah. uh, Are you dead yet? No, it's no, it's Hatred Death Row. No, it's oh uh, no, oh no, I'm probably thinking of something else. Uh, yeah, Hatred yeah, Death Row. Ignore me. Yeah. How dare you oh. doubt me? Do you remember um, Genesis by Colt Luna off the Beyond? It's got about a minute or so of just a a very kind of low key acoustic sort of intro, and then this enormous riff. Oh, that just repetitive kind of big, huge, hung out. Doomy is, is, riff. Is that the second track on the album? I think it's the second, second or third yeah. track. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. it's one I'm thinking of, then yeah, I get you, Christ Almighty. I think, I think, oh, I think what I remember is the first time I, yeah, I saw that band. I don't know about you, but I saw that band. We was supporting Dillinger Escape Plan. LA two, LA two. Yeah, and that was after we spent the afternoon at the Champion Pub in Fitzrovia. Drinking Eingebrow pills. Yes, which was like those were the days. Pint. Um, and we got chucked out, basically. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. Um, and yes, yeah, so listening to Carl Luna after that, fuck me, that was... That they was... were they were so yeah. heavy then, Carl Luna, weren't they? They were just, just gargantuan. I mean, I don't really listen to a great deal of their stuff now, but the first two albums in particular at the time were some of the heaviest things I'd ever heard. Oh, yeah. You know, Still they, say, they God, you've got to check out Mariner at some point. That is just I will. Brilliant. There's stuff like uh, that that's on my list that I really need to to go back over because they were a great band back in the day. So I need to give them the time. No, I I've got some some others from that that era because believe it or not, it's actually quite a, a bit of a golden era for riffs. Um, Immortal one by one, about a minute in, 
It's just this great gallopy fucking black metal riff. Absolute quality. Um, Swallow the Sun, horror part one. There's a lead part that goes all the way through the song. And there's this riff that just chugs away underneath it. It's on the playlist. Give that a fucking listen. It's an absolute cracker. Blood Tsunami, God Beater. Instrumental, 11 minutes long, roughly. And it's just riff after riff after riff after riff. Norwegian supergroup, just fucking incredible. Um, God forbid, Judge the Blood. Bit like Davidians, just got this enormous crunching riff off the end of it. Oh, if we're, if we're talking for that, yeah, that, that, that period, then I think we've got to, got to mention Cleansation by um, Chimera. Oh, Chimera, yeah, of course. Add into playlist. That was brutal. Actually, that whole album, to be fair, the impossibility yeah. of reason had, had a lot of riffs on it. It was a, it was a very, um, it was a very ESP guitar tone album. If you're not, yeah. the, the guitars were very warm and crisp and and sort of that mid range crunch. They did really, really well. Considering the first album was a bit more like a weird, aggressive new metal kind of hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was well. Yeah. It was very, it was spine shank, but a bit better. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> Don't bring that. <laughs> Don't bring them into it, for God's sake. There's, there's, there's noises that come from my gut after a curry that are better than spine shank. So, yeah. <laughs> um, can I talk a little bit about hardcore? Because no, oh, just just a little. Okay, all right, fine. Just, just a little. Um, <laughs> proven by Hatebreed off the second album. Again, it's all about the breakdowns with with Hatebreed, but Pigwalk by Stuck Mojo. Oh, fuck yeah. And you know what? Rising by Stuck Mojo as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, this is what happens when you start talking about this shit. It just comes out this, of nowhere. And you go, this is this, I, I remember, I remember yeah. watching Slipknot for the first time. And it was, oh, it was, it was Cardiff. And I think it was 2001. And we went to that gig just because In Flames were supporting. So that's the first time yeah, I saw him. I know the one you're talking about. And they had, I think it was, they had Sick of It All were supporting as well. And I remember watching Sick of It All, and to this day, I don't know what song it was, but my God, there was one song they played that night. And I was like, yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's I would imagine, best. I would imagine it was Step Down. Probably, I was like, one of the best riffs I've seen play live. It was really groovy. Got a um, great bass, got a great bass intro. It's just a great, great song. What's one of the all-time the great hardcore Step songs. Step Down. Yeah, step down. Right, yeah, okay. the album is uh, Scratch the Surface, which it's a classic. It's 1994. I mean, come on, it's 30 years I, next year, and they're, and they're touring oh, it as up. well. Shut the fuck up. They are touring, <laughs> they're, they're uh, I've got they 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 are a shoe in for Bloodstock because they're already popping up on some of the Euro festivals in August. Oh. They've got to be a shoe in main, main stage about two o'clock in the afternoon. They'll fucking turn yeah. We're, we're down. That's it. That's that's a best day for me. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, I mean, even you know what? I love I love District. Yeah, another great song. I love I love that the riff that kicks that off. So, um, no yeah. hardcore for, hardcore for me. Obviously, it's all about those breakdowns in it, which they're always riffs. So there, there's there's fucking bags of those, and all the bands that you can think of when it comes to hardcore have all got them. So it's almost it's almost pointless talking about it because. Like thrash, you could talk about it. Well, I could, I could talk about it for fucking ages. Um, one of the more recent discoveries, a band called Devil in Me from Portugal. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, they're just yeah. it's just and the riffs are quite subtle and it's all in with that kind of catchy punky style but it's that skippy hardcore kind of riff that you just can't help but sort of nod your head or run around trying to pick up change and throwing your arms around like an idiot and all of that kind of thing i i i, I fucking love it it's just hooks hooks galore hooks galore but that brings us on to crossover doesn't it thrash and hardcore bands like power trip um i think we need to mention lowest creature released a new single today um <laughs> all three of us listened to it yeah yeah that's a big riff that's a big that's, fucking riff. That's a massive I, riff. I heard the I heard the the the, I mean, the EP they they released what last year wasn't it? And I thought that was really good. That riff, it's weird. That 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 EP was like was was a lot more sort of old school heavy metal. Whereas this song they've just dropped is like a mix between that and Sacrilegious Pain. And I re- look when we discovered them, and we first heard the album Sacrilegious Pain, we got them on the podcast for the first time. We are having them back, by the way, in a couple of weeks. Um, that album is so packed full of riffs. Reaper's full. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! <laughs> I I remember saying to people um, that didn't even like metal at the time that the riff at the end of Sacrilegious Pain is quite yeah. possibly one of the best riffs I've heard in the last twenty years. Reaper's full is fantastic. The riff on the new song that they dropped today is absolutely. I mean, I, again, it's like, did did I did I scroll back ten seconds to listen to it again? Yeah, of did I find didn't. myself? <laughs> of course, did, you did. Did I did I find myself tapping my foot and like almost head banging while I was sat on the train, surrounded by people looking at me, going, "Why is he bobbing his head like that?" You know, um, no, I was out, I thought, out, out in the car, out in the car this afternoon with my wife, and I was listening to Sacrilegious Pain, and Reaper's Fall came on, and I could see it. You just you can't help but nod along to that riff my wife isn't a metal fan so it's it's like but that kind of hook you cannot help but nod your head to that nail yeah and all all the best of them as well because if they're chilling out riffs like that then they're gonna get they're gonna start getting some serious traction they must yeah um, i think so i think so i think they're gonna get i think they're gonna be on a, a different step now with the next album they've got a a booking agent for the uk and europe so i think they're going to end up getting a few more support slots pushing up to the next level what i what i noticed as well is on that that track they dropped today because you remember they said to us on the podcast episode they're on that they were they were going to start playing around with more solos on the next album yeah and you can tell that they're trying to do more lead stuff and i thought it was quite good and like i'm not expecting them to come up with solos that you would find on like a, a Metallica or a Megadeth album or what, like anything like that. But some of the lead work that was going over those riffs in that new song today definitely work. And it's, it's really nice to see them pushing in that direction. So yeah, those, I mean, that's definitely an album. You know, Sacrilegious Pain is an album that's definitely chat chock full of riffs and definitely worth checking out if you like riffs. Um, I mean, if, if we're going to mention stuff like that, can we can we can we mention Power Trip? Well, you're obviously going to mention Power Trip if we're talking riffs. I mean, that that band is just like the the the, the middle riff from Crucifixion is insane. It's and then you got Execution Attacks, 
and I know, and then even going into the the the, the side the, the spin off project, uh, Fugitive. Definitely. Yeah, that's the yeah that EP is, is is full of fucking riffs as well. It's if we if we're talking recent stuff, and I got I got to mention this because it's just it's just really pleased me this week. I don't know why, but um, Orbit Culture, and of course we've talked about them uh, here and there. And, Praise the new album, but there's a track on the new album called Alienated, and it starts out almost not blast beats, but not far off blast beats, just sort of building up. And then, you know, 30, 40 seconds into the song, it just sags into this massive bouncing riff, which you can see an entire field jumping up and down to. And just, I definitely you know, the feel they've got. They've the got headband. that accessibility that's going to take them up several levels now. If, if they get the yeah. right support slots, they're, they're, they're touring like fuck at the minute. They, as soon yeah. as they finish that Trivium tour in the UK, straight to America again for the yeah, third yeah, time yeah, in a year. Yeah. You know, they're, they're really pushing hard. And I, if they back themselves, I do think they, they will be a, a major draw in 18 to 24 months. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, they, they, and they fucking deserve that. it. They when know, you think that, that Nicholas started the project as a 16-year-old in his bedroom, to what they've become now is is just it's just a great journey, one of those great stories. And anyway, uh, that, you, that's you, a crossover. Crossover. Oh yeah, I want to talk about municipal waste because I fucking well, love them. We have to. We're seeing yeah. them in three weeks. Can't fucking wait. Yeah. But, I mean sadist sadistic magician. Yeah. Um Beer pressure, love it. Obviously, headbanger face rip. Headbanger face rip, yeah. Uh, what else we got? I mean, um, unleash for bastards, blood drive. It's um, yeah, the terror shark. Christ. Funny, funny enough, the um, the the last album one it was was very riffy. Electrified, Electrified brain. brain. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of riffs yeah. in that. Stuff like grave drop dive and and crank the heat. Um. Slab and Punishment as well, previous album. Breathe Grease. No, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here saying Municipal Waste songs, but fuck me. It's, there's a reason I love that band. I'm yeah, looking forward to yeah. And it's, it's risk, but cro crossover thrash, you can say what you want about it, but it lends itself to the riff just perfectly. Of all the, the great, um, that recent Dead Heat EP, you know, fucking packed full of riffs. In Human Nature, another English band, fucking loads of riffs. Doomsday, as we've talked about last week, we've talked about before. More great riffs. Fuck me, there's there's just there's so many of these bands. Cold Steel was another one from earlier this year that was really good. It's just it's a smorgasbord. It's a funny smorgasbord of riffs. It's it's funny we're talking about riffs tonight because I've just like you know flicked on the TV in my shitty hotel room and uh, guess what film's playing? Spinal Tap. No, uh, uh, that would that would have been the other good one, but the uh, it's it, as as I've turned on, it's the end bit of uh, Ben and Ted's Burgers Journey when they play <laughs> um, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You," which again, that is another great riff. Um, yeah, to be fair, and I'm not a big Kiss fan, but that's that was uh, yeah. That well, was... yeah, we we got a shout out to Detroit Rock City. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You have, you have. No. I suppose, I suppose, as as Englishmen, it's. Easy to oversee Kiss, isn't it? Because we go straight for Sabbath and and whatnot. But look, we, we've, we've talked Kiss, isn't it? 
we we've talked a lot about riffs, obviously, because that was the episode. But any <laughs> riff you just can't fucking stand, Ooh. or that you're sick of hearing. Uh, I mean, are we gonna are we gonna include are we gonna include things like new metal and that in this? Because yeah, yeah, all it nothing's off the table. You know, people used to go on about fucking Limp Bizkit and Wes Borland and all this kind of shit, and it was just, yeah, he may be a very talented guitar player underneath it all, but it just—it was just lazy, generic shit, just big power chord. Just no, that all that annoys me. Um, I can't even think of particular songs. I'm sure yeah. there's, there's some stuff I probably would. Oh yeah, like... cat, but. For me, it was like the the my last resort by Papa Roach. That, nah. that riff used to drive me absolutely crazy. And then for them to have the temerity to come out and say, "Oh, it doesn't sound anything like Halle Be Thy Name." Yes, of course it does. And then they tried to say, "Well, we've never heard I Made Him." And they, and again, yeah. like, oh, just fuck right off, you know? Yeah, like new metal's an anomaly. We can't really. We can't really include even with things we don't like. I mean, I can't really think of of metal riffs that I would just be sick of hearing. I, I don't think there is one. No, I mean, I I can't really think of any. I mean, I, I mean, again, I think like think for example, a band like ACDC are just their riffs are played to death. But I don't really get sick of them. And no, you can't. I, you can't. And I and I think I really I think you know you could be an, an elitist motherfucker. I mean, like, oh yeah. Into Sandman or something like that, but you know it's a good riff. There's a reason a that album, there's a reason that albums hold so many titles. Yeah, copies. Um, but I was also thinking today about um, uh, like you know we're talking about riffs, but what about riffs that go from like outside of metal, but that are kind of like metal hard rock adjacent? So, for example, "Beat Here" by by Michael Jackson because <laughs> it's got Eddie Van Halen playing on it. That's yes, it's Van Halen, so it, it kind of that doesn't really count. Uh, okay, all right, but okay, but that the the riff from that song. Yeah, is, but it's Van Halen, so it's it's still still within the realms, isn't it? Okay, well, you know, if if you unfortunately it was done by Alien Ant Farm, but Smooth Criminal is not a bad riff. <laughs> um, and, and like this is the thing, right? I I do you remember when I used to joke about you? I I. I'd take a riff again. That was the closest that that band ever came to thrash. I know what you're going to say next. Yeah, yeah, I know. But but like for me, like uh, Smooth Criminal is the closest Michael Jackson ever came to thrash. And then obviously, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's I mean, it's it's not close, but it's the closest for him, right? And then another 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 uh, another analogy of this one would be. Phantom of the Opera by Maiden was the closest they ever came to Fudge. That's what I was expecting you to say. Yeah, yeah I was not <laughs> expecting you to say Smooth Criminal was the closest Michael Jackson ever came to Thrash. I'm not saying it is Thrash. I'm saying for him, it was the closest he ever came. That that that, but, quote, that quote. I'm going to use that quote next week when promoting this episode. Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> you you might be running off to the Middle East, but you're not getting away with that one. <laughs> Jesus no, 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 no. Christ. This, there's there's nothing to get away with. This is what I'm saying. It, it, you know, stop it, trying to dig yourself out of the hole. I'm not, there's no hole for me to dig out of. I am not saying it's thrash. I'm saying for him, it's the closest he ever came to. You could still be a million miles away. That's still close for him. Yeah, but that's that's like saying fucking 
Elton John's Last Man Standing is the closest he ever came to thrash because it's a million miles. Well, that, 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 that is, but that is my point. Then yes, it is. That's the closest he ever came. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this so, has turned but, to nonsense. But, but, are you sure but, you're but, not but drinking? Bands, but but for example, bands that got closer but are still not thrash, going all the way back to what Ant, the voice of reason said at the beginning, the Kinks. You know. So we've done. So we've did, We've oh, done a full circle then. Via we, Michael we, Jackson, apparently. I mean, am I, am I allowed to say things like "Crazy Horses" by the Osmonds? Yes. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yeah. You are. <laughs> exactly. You know. Well, I suppose Tricky uh, Warrior is going to cover it, but you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It was on Black Star Riders. New album, wasn't it? So, yeah, fair play, fair play. But look, can either of you actually think of your all-time favourite riff? No, because it's it's not I've ever really thought about, and I I don't I tend to sort of my tastes are very album based, um, and songs. You know, when I like songs, I tend to like the songs overall as a structure. So it's not something I thought about. I probably could, but it'd take me a long long time to consider. It is it is a tough one. Is a tough yeah. one. Um, I think for me, it's probably Children of the Grave, which which is a great yeah, good one. Yeah, it's probably well, it's, it's, not, it's not my favorite Sabbath song or or, or my favorite all time song or whatever. But I think in terms of riffs and the timing and and the impact of that kind of era, obviously it wasn't there. I'm not quite that old, but that 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 riff, you can hear that riff so much now in in all the the chugging riffs that you hear in various types of metal i think oh, no, that's, and, and that's and what again, does it children of the gray is the closest they came to flash oh fucking hell I, th- I think we need to stop this episode before it gets I don't, I, don't know. I mean maybe maybe it's a bit uncool but i mean i, I love sad but true i love that riff it, yeah so completely completely crushing yeah it is yeah, yeah. it is yeah because we always oh. talk about end of sandman but yeah it is a great riff sad but true Actually, talking of the Black Album, um, the last song, Struggle Within, just after oh, the solo, it. yeah, there is a yeah. fucking killer riff right there that comes out of nowhere. You don't expect it. It's got to be the that, fastest moment on the album. That, that album, that, that, needs, that needs that for me because, you know, as much as I love that album, the previous two songs, they, they bring it down quite a lot, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, because they were written by Newstead. Yeah. Is is the, is the struggle within the closest Metallica ever came to thrash? <laughs> it, it, um, it is. It, it is. Okay, we've seen that when you get into think when you get into bands like that, that it's it's not a case of well, that's the closest they ever came to thrash. It's that's the, that's the closest they ever came to thrash on that album. Well, you know? yeah, that's that's yeah. That's, the, that's a given. It, it, but yeah. you know what, Telstar. That's the closest that the tornadoes and Joe Meek ever came to thrash. Oh, fucking hell. Right, this, yeah. this, 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 this has gone, this <laughs> can, has gone to complete we, shit. We, we do, there are, there are some other outliers we, we need to just very quickly touch upon. And again, so like I've mentioned Beat It and Smooth Criminal, but again, riffs that you would find on songs that aren't even metal, Their Law by The Prodigy. Yeah, I'll give you that one. And Breathe as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, stuff like that's pretty cool. Um, I'd also think as well, if if a metal band had done it, it would have been awesome. Um, Plug in Baby by Muse. Yeah, okay, I, I can allow okay. that. Uh, uh, I'd like to see you know that had been like a if you put a, a, a bit more mid range on that, that would be a damn good metal riff. 
I'm definitely with uh, you on the prodigy though, the, their law especially. In fact, you know I'm what? Gonna, I'm going to put that on the playlist. I mean, who that, that must have been sampled from someone, mustn't it? Oh, wasn't it? Um, Pop will eat itself. I think it was their law. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, voodoo people is uh, very ape by Nirvana. Very ape by Nirvana. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think they um, sampled L Seven as well, didn't they? At some point. Yeah. yeah, that was that was on one of, that was on one of the Fat of the Land songs, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's, no, there's nothing wrong with that because the prodigy, whatever they used, they did it justice. So, you know, they they were absolutely yeah. fine. They could have done what they want, as far as I was concerned. Like in the nineties, I, I was an enormous prodigy fan. So, yeah. I mean, on a final on a final note for me, obviously, you know, I'm going to uh, the Middle East tomorrow. Um, I'm now, you know, slap bang in the middle of a a long distance marriage and like, you know, my wife's been asking questions about how, how we're going to handle this. And I just, I was thinking of like, what, 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 what song lyrics could I use to describe my position on it? And I just, I just said to her the other day, you know, if I get home late at night, don't ask me where I've been. Just count your lucky stars. I'm home again. <laughs> you know, with your bitch slap rapping and your cocaine tongue, you get nothing done. Um... <laughs> and on that note, We'll, um, I think, I think we'll call it a night. Um, obviously, we'll go out to social media. We're going to want to know what people's favorite riffs are, and because we we've only really scratched the surface. You, you know, it's can, impossible. Can, can I just say one last thing though? This oh, is the problem. This is the problem. Like we we say this every episode, and all we get is Bean Dog and Wolfman. I don't want. I don't care what they think. Wolfman, <laughs> especially, he's dead to me, right? I want to hear from people that I've, I've never met in my life that do actually listen to this. What is your favorite riff? Put it on. And if you want to, if you, if you want to come on and tell us, we'll hook, we'll hook you up, but just get in touch. Right. Steady on I'm the great. unwashed on the podcast. That's bad enough putting up with you. Don't denigrate our fan base. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, yeah, yeah. Look, Riffs are riffs. I mean, fuck, like I said, we could talk about it for fucking hours on end. We've only just scratched the surface. So it would be good to to get some some word from other people and things that we've missed. Um, another one that was on my list, the suicidal tendencies trip at the brain, which I forgot to mention. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so, it, it, you know, there's... You do realise we, we managed to get through an entire episode of a podcast on riffs and we didn't mention Know Your Enemy by Raising Against the Machine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what the hell happened there? That's got to go on the on the playlist. Is that yeah, the closest they yeah. came to trash? Yeah, I, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna end up on a t shirt. That is. <laughs> what we we managed to get through an entire podcast and not mention "No, You're Only Me" by Rage. Is that that actually is going to go on a, on a t shirt? No, what's going to go on the t shirt is is just in inverted commas the closest they became to thrash. The closest they came to thrash. Fuck me. Yeah, anyway. exactly. On, yeah. on that on that note on that note thank you for listening um we'll be back uh next week hopefully with a couple of guests it looks like it's working out which should be a really good one i think um but yeah until then thanks for listening and stay well padre enjoy yourself in the middle east don't thank rush you. back i won't <laughs>